Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. My name is Ethan Schultz. I'm your host of the True You Podcast. Here at True You, we have conversations with people living their best lives in hopes that you will gain value. Enjoy. All right, and we are live back in the True You studio for the 74th time. Today, we are lucky to have Miss Vicky Nguyen on with us. Uh, Vicky is a Silicon Valley entrepreneur with a diverse set of skills and interests. From her formative years as a performer in the arts to her education in media and cultural studies and business to pursuing her MBA in new venture creation and entrepreneurship, Vicky has always been driven to succeed. She founded Business Wing Woman, an agency that helps creative entrepreneurs attain operational ease and is a certified agile coach and Kanban expert. She also is an advocate for small businesses. Miss Vicky, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Ethan. Thanks for having me. I am excited to have you. We had a great conversation the other day, and I'm thrilled to ask you some questions. Um, did I say that right? Kanban expert? Kanban? Yes. Yeah, okay. What is Kanban? So Kanban is a, an agile framework that essentially helps small, lean organizations move items through a pipeline. And so it works really well for visual people, such as creative entrepreneurs that I tend to work with. Think of it as a board of post-it notes that you move from do, doing, and done. Uh, that's the extremely simplified version, but you can break it down into other things such as the idea bucket, the parking lot of ideas. You move it over to the next stage, and that could be ideation with a specific team that moves on to content creation that can move down the line. This actually started with a lot of technology companies and creating products more quickly with the minimal viable product. But I adapt this to the client services industry and in particular my team with content management as well. Okay. Wow. Incredible. And this is, walks with your business wing woman uh, company. I'm assuming this asset of Kanban, what you're up to. They're all kind of yeah. together. Okay. Tell yeah. us about business wing woman. Let's just jump right into the good stuff. I want to hear yeah, about sure. business wing woman. So business wing woman is an on-call operations management agency and I service intuitive founders. So essentially what I mean by that is there are visionaries and there are integrators. And I think a lot of people lean one way or the other. And of course there are the hybrids. I am someone who is more of an integrator, which means I love to take an idea, figure out how the pieces work together and I mold that into an actionable plan. And the people I tend to work with are creative visionaries. And what that means is they have a million ideas and they want to execute them all. And they're able to look at the big picture and they see how it fits, but they need some assistance creating that map. And so that's where I come in with my operation systems, my organizational brain, and just, I, I like to think of myself as that net that will catch all the ideas as they spitball ideas with me during our brainstorming sessions. So you find that most people fall into one or the other of these two? I do. Yeah. I think everyone has a bit of a visionary and an integrator in them. 
but I noticed that people lean a certain way or prefer to operate a certain way. Interesting. Okay. How do you find out who's who? You find out by talking to the person. I think you see what makes them excited and mm. you observe in that way. So when I hear someone tell me that they have a lot of ideas and they're just so excited, that's yeah. how I know they're a creative visionary. But if someone nerds out about the systems like I do and they light up when they color code something or when they figure out, I mean, just the other day I was on a call with a client and I told her, I was so excited about inputting more clients into our customer base. Yeah. And she just had this biggest smile because I had the biggest <laughs> smile at how excited I was to do it. And I don't think that's very common with a lot yeah. of people. And so that's how I, I can tell the integrators because we tend to match yeah. that energy when we talk about things. I find that really interesting, just distinguishing the two. And then that kind of tees you up for how you're going to serve them through your business. Yes. Okay. Do you find it, since you're more of an integrator, do you find it um, like easier or harder to work with other integrators since you kind of know how to take the visionaries and bring them into your space? How do you, do you bring other people in for other integrators or how do you relate to the two in your own personal experience? Well, I find that being a good wing woman, just like being a good wingman in dating, just means that you're able to get to know the person and compliment them. The, the way that I learn is by learning from other people. So if I'm collaborating with other integrators, I am very open to taking a step back so that I can observe the way that their mind works. And then I'll fill in those gaps or I'll bring in my ideas and that's how we'll expand their way of being an integrator. But if they're creative visionary, then mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll use the same thing. I'll also take a step back and observe and let them drive the conversation. And then I'll see where my strengths could help strengthen their vision. Mm, I love that. What's mm -hmm. like just coming up for me is like personality assessments and kind of seeing that walk with this. I, I don't know if you use any of those, but it's like, ah, I wonder... Because I'm an Enneagram 7. I'm very high energy. I love vision. I'm, I'm a visionary. I can tell mm -hmm. you. I mean, I, but it's yeah, also it's interesting because I, so I'm a visionary, but I also am like, hmm. So I'm thinking as you're talking, I'm like, I really love to be like a, a running and doing an action guy too. So there is both, but, but I'm more prone to con conceptualizing the vision than yeah. the systems that go into it. But I am. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. I think that we kind of have a little bit of both, don't we? Yeah, it's really good, too. And I think that only helps you collaborate with other people better. When I was putting Business Wing Woman together, I was required to put on that visionary hat. I needed to come up with the concepts and execute it. And I feel like spending time with visionaries allowed me to do that because not only did they teach me how to be confident in your ideas, but they also taught me how to think bigger than what you originally think you should stop at. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think being a visionary is so cool because I encourage them to think huge. I want them to have their big, hairy, audacious goals and bring it to me. And then as an integrator, I'll ground them. I'll let them know, all right, 
with this budget, with this time, here's what's realistic. But it's good to start somewhere big because otherwise, if you're starting somewhere small, and then you're limiting yourself. Yeah, yeah. So if I have a business and I call business wing woman, what's the process you take me through? Well, first we would hop on a call. I'll get to know you. Essentially in my mind, I'm already thinking, are you a creative visionary? Are you an integrator? Mm -hmm. But most importantly, the process is kind of like making a friend. Uh, I like yeah, that. you yeah, you pretty much just meet them where at where they're at, you see what they need, and then I kind of go into my own wing woman cave and figure out, all right, these are the pieces. How can I put it together and mm -hmm. build that build that dream? I found it interesting when we were talking last about how you have a oh, that's very loud. Um Welcome to California, folks, where there is constantly <laughs> background noise. The so hustle and bustle. We learn how to use our mute button here. Okay. <laughs> um, I found it very fascinating when you're like, well, I'm plugged into resources, so I can kind of look at like, okay, well, where can I, like an outlet, plug these people's vision or their mm -hmm. business into resources? Tell us more about that. Yeah, well... For businesses in, in my previous roles, I've I've helped manage finance teams, HR teams. I've mm -hmm. helped with client services. I've seen a lot of different moving pieces, um, especially with marketing and business development. That while I'm not an expert, I definitely know enough to get us in the right direction. And I think it's important to reach out to those experts when you need them. So I I have people that I can plug in. A network of friends, network of colleagues, so many talented people. And I think it's finding and building that community because a lot of founders, especially if they're solopreneurs, they have this tendency to lean into doing a lot of things themselves. And I feel like it's important mm -hmm. to have a community and relinquishing some of that control in order yes. to get some control of your life back. Yes, I love that. Letting go of some control to get control of your life back. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. uh, we talk a lot in the coaching space about being in control and how that survival need can come in and it can really mm -hmm. inhibit us. It can prevent us from seeing a lot of opportunities, empowering others, a lot of things that, that get left out because of that. Um, I love that. And, and um, as a founder myself, it, I find a lot of peace in like understanding that the wing woman hooks me up with other Oh, yeah. Definitely. That, that helps because I'm like, I don't know if this, because as a business owner, I'm like, is this girl going to just transform my business? Is she going to come in here? But then it's like, no, I'm going to be your wing woman. I'm going to go out here and hook you up and plug you. Exactly. In. I love that. I love that. Introduce cool. you to the right people, the right time. Oh. I think it's all about making connections and leveraging your connections for the yeah. greater good of everyone. What's your big vision with this? Where do you see it growing? Like, What do you see happening with this? Well, similar to what I would encourage my founders is to think really big, oh, really big. So I see business wing women having several different, I guess you could say wings. Uh huh. But at the same time, I like to leave a little bit of mystery. Mm. I, I like when a lot of founders kind of 
kind of keep their cards close and they work on it in behind the scenes and then they just reveal the big product. I mean, when I was working on Business Wing Women's Launch to begin with, I didn't talk about it. It's just three months later, boom, here's the website, here's here I am. So in the future, maybe I'll have, you know, I don't even want to give, I don't even want to share it. <laughs> you but don't want to share it, it's a well-kept secret. It's, it's going to be big secret. though, folks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, anything that sounds like business and me being a wing woman to make it happen, yeah. just, I'll leave it up to uh, the creativity of your audience members. Okay, okay, cool. Well, I love that. I love I love discussing where things go with people, what your dreams are. I love that. Um, yeah. And you are a unique case. So we talked about it, too. You're kind of walking one step with your own growth and you're getting your MBA and then building your business at the same time. So there's both of these these things that you're going after. Like, tell us about the balance and, and how that occurs to you. Yeah, I mean, it's always a learning opportunity, right? Yeah. Just being in an MBA program is a learning opportunity. You're meant to try a lot of different things. As one of my founders says, you throw spaghetti on the wall and you see what sticks. Mm. And so for the MBA program, I love that I'm able to experience a lot of different people and expertises. And then I can test that in my own business. And then I can use whatever I find is valuable for me with my founders. And even if it's not something that in particular applies to me, if I learned it in school, I can apply it to someone else who it does apply to. And that's why I wanted to go in a program. Yeah. Yeah. It's no small order getting an MBA and it's no small order creating a business. So I find that, I find that amazing and that, that I, I find you incredibly powerful and committed to do that. Um, what qualities, what, what inside of you do you think it requires for you to do that? Well, I would, I would say it all boils down to my values and what brings me fulfillment. Mm. Yeah. So I find that when I was in my earlier twenties, I was chasing a lot of fun because to me, fun equaled fulfillment. But what I realized over time, you know, when you go back into the office and you work, the fun fades and then you need to ask yourself, when the fun fades, am I still fulfilled? And so that's how I found minimalism and I figured out my values and how what I really value is one is learning. And so when I was deciding whether or not to pursue my MBA or whether or not to start my own business, I just asked myself, does this tie into a value of mine? Yes, it's learning. Well, whether this is the way to go for the rest of my life or not, it does align with the value. So I'm going to go with it. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that you bring your values into it. It's like it builds energy, fosters vision. Like when you, like you get energy, from these things if you know why you're doing these things yeah i think it's so important to, to know your why and be really deliberate about it because if if you're not very clear about your values and what brings you fulfillment yeah. i find that you are constantly questioning whether you're doing the right thing or not and i don't feel like there's a right or wrong thing to do i think you just need to figure out how to put one foot in front of the other and minimalism does that for me 
Okay, let's transition. You're setting yourself up for minimalism. Tell us yeah. more. Yeah, well, essentially, you know, like I mentioned, in my early 20s, I was chasing fun all the time. And I would not trade that for the world because I got to experience different countries, different people. I, I went to a lot of different types of events and it was really cool. But what I, what I realized was, again, when the fun fades, am I fulfilled? And what I realized is what fulfills me is not only learning, but it's also the people who are around me. And so I really started to think of what brings value and adds value to my life. Learning enriches me. People motivate me. They open up my perspective. And so I really started being deliberate about who I included in my circle. Mm -hmm. And as I narrowed in on those people, I realized that they also shaped my direction in a way that was really helpful because had I surrounded myself around 20 or 30 people who I didn't truly think about the relationship, I might have felt aimless because there are so many different directions near me. Mm. But by having such a concentrated amount of love and support, I was having deeper conversations and able to connect with myself and them better. And some of those people were my parents. And I realized that the way they raised me really shaped the path that I ended up wanting to go on for my career. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, how would you invite people into discovering their path in this minimalism world and stepping into it? Well, I feel like you present it. If, if it seems like they would be open to it, but I'm never one to prescribe any idea to anyone. So if anything, I just share, oh, hey, this is what I've been up to. And then if, if they bite and they ask more, I tell them. And if they don't, we move on. We'll talk about the weather. It's okay. Okay. Yeah. But if people are open to it, I always, I'll share podcasts or books or, you know, if there's a video that I saw on it, I'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. To me, it sounds like, like, where's your energy being built and where's it being drained? I think there's always insight in our energy. If there's a relationship where we get draining effects from, or if there's a space where we get draining effects from, I think inviting in curiosity to that space or that relationship is powerful. And that's where I think using your tool and not to be prescriptive, but I'm kind of being prescriptive, take the prescription if people want, <laughs> <laughs> they can take it if they want. Um, but I'm like, okay, to me, I'm like, oh, I wonder with curiosity and where my energy is being drained. I'm like, well, Kent, is there availability for me to shift or is there something inside of me that like I, I can either like, do I really want this? Why am I doing it? Do I get to grow or do I get to leave? Do I get to slow down yeah. in some areas? I think curiosity and finding where your energy is being built and drained is really how you can begin discovering where you can implants this yeah i love that you bring up curiosity because i think the for the people who have been interested in minimalism i notice it's a two-way street with being curious one is me asking questions like the ones that you just presented asking mm -hmm. myself those things and asking them 
is it okay if I pick your brain and ask you these questions? Because sometimes people don't want to get into it and that's totally fine. But I think coming from a place where you ask permission to talk about something, especially if it becomes personal, mm -hmm. makes people more receptive to listening and just yes. sharing your experience versus telling people you should, you should not do this or that. I noticed that people will just see the results of, oh, Vicky's been really happy lately. What have you been up to? What are you doing to be this happy? And then I'll just tell them. And that's how I feel the message comes across more supportive and helpful rather than prescriptive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and even in, in my own brain, I'm thinking of noticing my energy being drained or built in certain areas and asking myself and curiously asking myself what I experience where you know, what's aligned? I love that you're you're going to values. What are my values and how are those aligning to where I'm actually showing up? And where do I, Yeah. where can I begin showing up? Like getting super curious and asking yourself this stuff. Um, yeah, I love that. And to me, it's just like slowing down and grabbing a pen like this and just getting curious. Yeah. And hiring a wing woman or a coach or somebody to help you. <laughs> too, yeah. I mean, again, everyone needs some form of form of connection and community. And so, hey, like I'll I'll be the I'll be the wing woman. Just just call me <laughs> up. <laughs> what do you love most about what you get to do? That's a big question. I'll I'll name a few things that I love about what I get to do. Okay. One is I get to help people make their visions come true. And by that, it's not even their business vision. Sometimes their vision is to have a specific type of family life or have a specific lifestyle and have their business. And doing it by themselves is just not sustainable. So I love that I get to help them attain the type of life that they want and the business they want. So that's mm -hmm. one. The second one is that it also allows me to do that for my own family because I run my own business. I have the agency to make the decisions to take a break when I need to take care of my health, take care of my family and just spend time doing things that I truly care about. And again, that go back to my values. So those are the two major things I love about what I do. I love that. I love that. Before we land the plane, I want to, suck as much practical juices out of you to give the worlds and i'm wondering like what other practical or like like for the listeners really just thinking for the listeners ears what would be golden nuggets that you could drop people on this podcast like how can they walk away from this being like okay i got some i got some traction i know i'm gonna do <laughs> some stuff well uh as a planner i would definitely say you know what take out a piece of paper figure out here's an activity i learned from the artist's way um, a book by Jul uh, julia cameron that i highly recommend write down maybe 20 activities that you did throughout the week and then write out your values on a different list and see if any of them connect if they don't connect that tells you that there's something in your routine that might need some tweaking to work with your values so there's an exercise that you could definitely do. I like that. I like mm -hmm. that. So that, that shows where's your, where's your, yeah, like where's your energy going? Is it going towards something that's your values or not? And that gives you an actionable plan because then you can say, all right, well, if these are my values, what can I do next week 
that map to them. That's one. Two is realizing that we don't always get to do what we want and feel like doing. And that's okay. As long as it as a whole brings you to what you care about doing. So an example is for me, working out is really important. Nutrition is really important. It's not fun not being able to eat fun foods all the time, but it's a balance. Same thing with working out. Some days I really don't want to work out, but at the end of the day, I'm doing it for me and I'm doing it for my family mm. because that's how I'll show up my best. Mm -hmm. So encouraging people to have the discipline to do that is really important to me. And I think you just have to ground yourself in, again, your values and what you're trying to achieve. Yeah, that's really good. Not always what we want to do as long as it leads us to what we care about, like that, mm -hmm. that line. I like that a lot. So it does take it's like like to me, I'm even envisioning when you're talking about the gym or working out, I'm envisioning like the sacrifice in business and in family life and all of the the places we want to get to require a new you to get there. Yeah. Like, and and it, to become a new you, it's gonna take some some tension, facing yeah. tension. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is about quality over quantity. So if I'm not at my, if, if I'm not at a good quality, but I have a ton of time with my family, that's not going to be as mutually beneficial as if I was there with like high quality, I'm super present, I'm not tired, I'm able to really be there with them and spend time with them. like. Mm -hmm an hour of quality time like that versus three hours of me sitting on my phone next to them. Like that's a big, there's a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. I really like that. I'm thinking where, where else, like, so the artist's way you recommend that book. What, what has been some of the learning or is there an author, a book or a uh, resource that you say has been very powerful for yourself that's been like nuclear to your transformation or somebody <laughs> else is like, is there anything else that you'd drop not for people to check out here? Yeah. <clears throat> well, I would say books are, books are huge. Podcasts are huge. Mm -hmm. Joshua Fields Milburn is someone who, and Ryan Nicodemus, they are called the minimalists and I found their podcast a long time ago in their books, and they are a couple of people who have put me in this direction. In addition to them, I would say The Defining Decade is a book that really taught me the importance of timing and how we can do everything, but we can't do everything at once. We need to be strategic about our timing in order to make that happen in a sustainable way. Mm. Another book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, all of these books really just made me look at energy management as being the most important tool and how strategically putting your energy in certain spaces will allow you to be your best self personally and professionally. You're the second person in a week or two weeks, maybe that has said energy management that I've heard. And that's, that's something that that's been new to me. I mean, I've all, I've constantly in my life, I know been the guy that's like 
time management time management or like let's just go let's make sure that we're just doing it going all out managing my schedule like energy management and i had a conversation with another coach about this is like very intriguing when we look at what's our uh, what are what's our experience mm -hmm. and what are uh, who are we in that space what are we feeling like are we being drained i love that like energy yeah. management you know, I actually have a tool to help with that, that okay. I use with my founders and myself. So uh, I, I attended this workshop by Asana and they talked about following your biological prototype to understand your energy curve. So as an example, I, I follow a schedule of a night owl. So I'm PM shifted. And that means we, I have certain creative focus periods of times, certain focus periods of times, afternoon dips, etc. And so rather than working my day around my to-do list, my to-do list is built around my biological energy curve. Okay. So I'm very curious right now because mm -hmm. I'm still try I'm trying to piece this together. So yeah. there's creative focus times and what was the other one? Uh, focus times and energy dips. Energy what? Sorry. Energy dips. Dips. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Can you share more about your experience with the biological prototype? This is very intriguing to me. Kind yeah. Of so essentially, my mind really starts to wake up around nine. And so that's when I start to get my creative focus. That's when brainstorming ideas and having conversations is the best time. Whereas the focus period is when I'm able to clear out distractions. So during that time, I would rather not talk to people. I would rather work on the tasks that may be more challenging to focus on. And so that's when I'll sit very quietly and I'll, I'll hammer out a, a business plan or I'll do some finances or just like zone in and do some writing. So it, around nine o'clock as my brain's waking up, that's when I'll do all my communications, my emails, I'll go into my meetings. And then my afternoon dip hits around three or four. That's when I either tell myself, get moving or get outside. So mm. I will actually schedule it so that I work out during my afternoon dip and if I don't work out, then that's when I'm doing some type of office stuff that will require me to get up. So I'll organize or I'll take a break and I'll do house chores. I'll do something to work through that dip so that I retain my mental capacity for my focus time later. Wow. I like that so that's a lot. energy management. Yeah. Yeah, I, I so there's two things, a couple things that come up for me. One is like I can totally resonate with that because I wake up usually. So there's, there's usually two ways I wake up, and it oftentimes linked to the night before or how I slept. Like mm -hmm. I'll, sometimes I'll wake up ready to send 13 emails and make 45 phone calls. <laughs> sometimes I'll wake up with a like a very kind of like a slow roll into the day like i need to kind of like like assess where my mind is at where my body and my feelings are like how can i ground myself sometimes that's kind of the energy and yeah. it, i think often linked to the night before how i went to sleep 
And there's different ways that I'll approach grounding into my day. And I'm like hearing you, I'm like, okay, yeah, I like that. Cause I oftentimes, even today, for example, I'm like, I'm in a, uh, like a grinder, I'm able to function at a high capacity right now. And my mm-hmm. brain's kind of going. And, and then I notice like, okay, the afternoon, yeah, I can totally relate. There's those days where it's like, mm-hmm. drops off, and then it's, do I want to read? Do I want to nap? Do I want to meditate? Do I want to go for a run? Do I want to, what do mm-hmm. I want to do to kind of just stir this up? I love yeah. And creativity seems to really happen most for me in the evenings creativity and like vision work and like like or being it like really to ground or feel that yeah yeah and we have second peaks for creativity too and that happens at night i love that this is really 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 cool vicky i like this a lot the other part of it that comes up for me is there's certain like energy when energy management's like who gives me energy and what visions or what spaces to like am i in that i can align my energy or how i'm showing up to like what mm. what's what are what are each of these requiring of me yeah. is another part of it that i do you, is there anything that you think of or, or connect to or, or use in your practice with that side of things oh definitely uh, so many things give me energy one is i i will do these peer these uh, hours where i unplug from everything um I, I find that in today's society, there's sensory overload all the mm-hmm. time. So I actually recharge best with no noise without looking at too many things. So I won't watch TV. Sometimes I won't listen to music or podcasts and go on autopilot. I will just go outside with my dogs. I'll get energy that way. Mm-hmm. I'll also get energy during certain periods of time, just, just reading or taking a walk, getting inspiration from going to little shops and seeing what people create, going to museums. There, there are so many things that I could do to get energy. I think it just depends on the day and what I plan to do with that energy. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That will tell me what that'll tell me what to do to recharge. Yeah. Yeah. I love the topic of energy. Like it's it's interesting to think about today's Friday, and now I'm coming up with all these little things that I'm thinking of when I'm when I'm talking to you, like in like what has an effect on us as humans, and yeah. even the, the day of the week, I'm like, that's different because my afternoon dip may not affect me as much on a Friday because I'm like. Heck yeah, life is awesome on a Friday. Even yeah. even though I don't work a nine to five, I still love Fridays. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a that mindset. It's a mindset. Yeah. That's why it's on Wednesdays. A lot of people tend to check out during the afternoons. They're already tired from the week. They want the weekend. Yeah, yeah, that's really fun to think about all this. Um, so what what's the so you you mentioned that you picked this up? I think at a conference or something. Is there a place that people can go to dig in on energy management? Well, I have a resource on my website. Uh, Boom. Who thought I put together? Yeah. <laughs> um, Go to the Wing Woman, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, um, uh, it was based on the, the conference, that, it, not a conference, but it was based on a workshop I attended for Asana. Okay. And so, unfortunately, only if you went to that can you access the materials. So, okay. giving them full credit, I, that's something that I utilize with my founders. And so it's a free resource I have for people if they want to use it too. 
Okay. Well, that's a perfect segue into like landing the plane with how do people check out the, the business wing woman and any other uh, places, spaces, handles that you lie in, where, where can people find you? So my website is businesswingwoman.co. So they can find me there. They can find all the resources as well. They can also find me on Instagram, businesswingwoman or Vicky D. Nguyen, uh, V-I-C-K-Y, D as in Daisy, N-G-U-Y-E-N on Instagram. Business Wingwoman and Vicky D. Wynn is also on Twitter and TikTok. I love it. I love your content too. So definitely go follow her. And and if you kind of like the connect the listeners to if they're curious about the Wingwoman um, business, where or what's your specialty or maybe there i'm sure there's spaces for all types of businesses your your bio mentioned small business um is there certain industries businesses or uh, like levels of the game uh that you are like i really connect well with those people i like come to me at that point is there anybody that stands out Oh, most definitely. While I love working with a lot of different people from different industries, I find that my bread and butter is in the creative services industry. So my background is working with marketing teams, brand and naming agencies. And so, yeah, I mean, the agency life has always been so interesting to me. And I love what they get to do and the variety of clients they get to work with. So through working with them, I also get to I I get to live vicariously through them and see all the cool things they do. And there's so many wonderfully talented, creative people in that industry. And so I'm, I'm always so excited to work with them. I love it. I love it. Well, you heard it here, folks, go call the business wing woman, get your visions (laughs) straight, get your business going. I love it. Um, this has been an absolute treat, Vicky. We're about to to wrap things up. Um, before we do, I will always ask our guests to share if anything's on your heart to leave the audience with uh, any anything that speaks to you to wrap this up to to share with the audience. I want them to think of one of their values and do something in service of that value. All right. Think of your values and do something of service. That's with those values. I love that. I love that. So good. So amazing. You've been a treat and this has just been an incredible conversation. I love your journey. I want to acknowledge you for your efforts in the MBA and in building a business and for being successful in such a short period of time. I think you said it's only been like five months that you've been with business wing woman and you're killing it. So <laughs> uh, it. I love that. So incredible. Um, thank you so much for hopping on and being a guest in the true you podcast, Vicki. And um, until next time. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Good Buds Co. Good Buds is a Southeast Minnesota leading cannabis brand that is actively inspiring people to grow their belief in the benefits of the plant while creating a vision for better health, economic change, and community awareness. 
Their scientifically proven products have gotten raving reviews and are an absolute top choice to boost your overall wellness with a natural solution. And as a social business, GoodBuds prides itself in being a give-first company. After all, we could use a good bud. Find them at www.goodbudsmn.com and for a 10% discount on your next purchase, enter in TRUE-U, all lowercase, and enter that in the coupon code space upon checkout. Also, be sure to follow them on Instagram and Facebook by searching GoodBudsMN. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the True You Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Schultz. Until next time, deuces. Deuces.